Hey, DNR family. I'm Darrell Anthony. I'm Ashley Mitchell. I'm Adam Andrew Rios. And I'm Mr. Braden Bradley. And we're so excited to let you know that we are now partnering with DNR Studios. To our new DNR fam, Pride the Podcast is a spinoff of the award-winning digital series, Pride the Series, which can be binged on Amazon Prime. On our podcast, we talk about everything from pop culture, politics, sex, and the positive impacts LGBTQ community has on society. We're thrilled to join the DNR family and can't wait for y'all to check us out. Woo. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome, Happy New Year! Back Happy New bitches. Year, everyone! Welcome back to a new episode of Pride the Podcast. <laughs> I'm Ashley Mitchell. I'm Adam Andrew Rios. I'm Mr. Braden Bradley. And I'm Darrell Anthony. And the boom, 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 boom never gets old. By the way, <laughs> it's, never, it's a crowd favorite. It's a crowd favorite. It's a crowd favorite. And shout out to Rehab Entertainment. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for making this possible rehab entertainment. And welcome to 2021. This Mm -hmm. is our first episode in 2021. Where we will discuss the meaning of the spelling of the word capital with an A or with an O. What is it, people? Oh, the English language. Oh, yeah. Right, right. Oh, because of the bullshit that happened last week. At the Capitol. At the Capitol. So I was, obviously I'm very vocal on Twitter with all the bullshit and I will call anybody out, Mm -hmm. even if they've been blocked by Twitter, I will hashtag their official Twitter name anyway. Adam's been blocked Just to let them, we were going to get into that in Mm -hmm. a second. I was. (laughs) But to to Darrell's point about Capitol A versus O, bitch, I didn't know. So I was, I'm, I'm like all the, I'm like tweeting, like hate tweeting all of these white supremacy people, and I'm trying to see what's 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 trending. It's like okay, capital with an O, capital with an O. Yeah. And then sometimes I'm gonna be honest, I messed up and said capital with an A, like Dr. Seuss is on my back and oh, saying A through Z. No. So I had to delete it and then retweet it right. and then the whole mm-hmm. thing. But it is capital with an O. Well, you should know to capital. fact check anything right. that comes from the supporters okay. of because it was trending the right. that way. You you should always fact check with them because like they don't ever spell. But you know, the reason why it's trending isn't is because the Trump supporters weren't tweeting because, you know, they can't spell capital or capitalize capital correctly. Of course not. So I had to go with the educated and follow the trendiness of that. How did everyone feel about it? God damn it. I watched um, it kind of all play out. I was at work and I was watching uh, the Senate, you know, give their debates and this and that and the other. And then all of a sudden it was like, get down, get down, get down. And I'm just like, what the fuck? And they said that at like, your job or when you were watching? No, when I was watching. Okay, cool. And like, um, they were like, well, we're going to have to take a quick recess. Boom, boom, boom. And then they like were like, Senate will be, re- you know, returning. And then so they went back to CNN and were like, um, we don't know, like, you know, we're just getting word what's going on, what's happening out there. Oh my God, this is what's happening. And then it just went to shit. Like, I have to say. Went to hell in a handbasket real fucking quick, I the, tell you that. Yeah. The timing was very. Planned. Absolutely. See, I it was don't know if it was planned it, in absolutely. terms of the timing because I don't think that Trump supporters are that smart. No, they're, it, they, no, when but it comes they were. To, when it comes to something like this, like, I they don't, were but they, this was planned. They had they merch. Said, hold they on, had hold merch. on, hold on, <laughs> they had hold on, merch. hold on. I don't doubt that the whole thing was planned. I'm saying mm-hmm. in the term, in the timing that it came out when, after Ted Cruz objective, his first objection mm-hmm. for the certification of Arizona results and then all of it started happening i don't think that they knew that they were doing it right then i think it was very weird in terms of the destiny that it all played out but i don't think all of them were just like trolling the news and having so it was true okay you mean the time like 
like who was up speaking and right. where we were in the session. Right. No, I don't think, that, I don't hey, think they were. No, they were planning it in accordance to that. That's no, what I'm but, saying. But the, yeah, date, but the yeah, date was definitely planned out. They yeah, definitely of course went the on date the, was planned the, the out. The FBI defunct, is already approving it. Acting on his orders. The, the now defunct parlor app. <laughs> um, <laughs> it is no longer alive, but they definitely kept all information from the parlor app and they said. On January sixth, this is what we're going to do. They went and they got shirts made. They had like, they've been saying it for weeks. Merch, and now merch. they have also been saying January nineteenth, specifically the nineteenth, mm-hmm. not even the twentieth. They say on the nineteenth, blood will run through the streets. So these are people who have been planning this for a long time. Unfortunately, I knew a gentleman, um, Jake Lang, FBI. If you're listening to this episode, um, I knew him at one point in time, and <laughs> he was one of the people who was posting videos at the Capitol. Um, I blocked him a long time ago. Because because of how he was, but I definitely have whatever. I was able to see his um, actions, and it was it Disgusting. was insane. And I do want to point out that a lot of people are using religion as a reason, which is Jake is one of those people. Um, a zealot. And I I just really I'm, I'm nervous about the 19th, and I really hope if they haven't already, I think they might have um, made the decision for the inauguration to not be outdoors. Public. Outdoors, like it just scares me so it is going as of today it is going to be outdoors it's going to be normal proceedings but mayor um bowser the washington dc mayor has asked no one to attend um every she's encouraging everyone to attend via zoom which we know that that's not going to happen but there is going to be Bukus of security because they messed up originally and they're trying to redeem themselves. Yeah, to, I mean that sucks how. for Biden and Kamala that they don't get like the inauguration. It's not because of this. It's not because of this incident though. They wouldn't no. have gotten the inauguration because of COVID. Because of COVID. Right. Yeah, right. and so it just it still sucks. But you know, uh, better people safe than play sorry. Right. And people are no. people are selfish. Mm-hmm. But they were they were encouraging a virtual. Inauguration before this, not because yeah. they wanted but. people to feel everyone to feel a part of it. Because if anyone knows inauguration, you have to be invited, and it's a whole thing. And I, I think it'll be good. I mean, I think it keeps in theme with everything that we've been going on. But I also tend to agree with kind of you know what Adam Ash was just saying as well. Like Kamala, this is a monumental moment, especially for a female Blasian vice president. And, I mean, the fact that we can't get that royal treatment, it just kind of sucks on the COVID level. But it also sucks, sucks on the people. I said sex. I really want sex, guys. Sorry. Uh, but it also sucks on a people level as well. So, that sucks. Well, yeah, I saw um, a, an interview with Joe Biden, and he was like, I'm not scared. I'm not scared Good. to go outside. I'm not scared to be outside. Because if you want to you hit the king, you better kill the king. Huh. Well, he's <laughs> he's pretty much more likely to die with the coronavirus than he is with oh, the terrorist God, attack. No, I don't know. put that in the universe. Oh, I mean, that's just I give I give Joe Biden a little bit more credit in the terms of that. Because, listen, this man is still like, yo... I maybe my age, she said, but I still want to meet Trump in the schoolyard. And we already <laughs> know that Joe can move a lot quicker than Trump. And I think that... I think that it's just very sad that we've let the media and social media, Adam, we can definitely talk to the fact of you being blocked, like, and, and, and how we feel, but how we feel about that, like, a lot of people are coming out and saying that the censoring of social media is not good because they're like, we could get to a place where anybody who you don't agree with with enough reports can be taken off Twitter. So is it necessarily good that 
um, the outgoing president um, was taken off Twitter? Or was it because he was inciting violence and, um, you know, pretty much a war? Was that good? Okay. So, let's talk, go ahead. I was going to say, as far as, like, social media goes, like, it's definitely good that, like, Trump is gone because, mm-hmm. like social media has such a strong influence Mm -hmm. and that kind of just like azalea banks like if you're a bully no matter what your position is you gotta go like you should not have a platform to just spill Mm -hmm. and spew hate Mm -hmm. like it's it's ridiculous and we have to put a stop to it and it's like to what end and i'm i'm really wondering how we're going to yeah sure we have a new president but what are we going to do with all these people that are like trump supporters and like are they believe all this like bullshit Mm -hmm. like i don't know how we're gonna remedy that and i mean i feel like in 2020 we need to really find a way to not only fix the problems but fix the people that their way of thinking you know that Mm -hmm. it has to change well to to cut in before we go to adam like just so everyone notes that Twitter is a private company, and much like people who felt like the man who refused to bake a gay cake, um, it's the same thing. See, that's what and, I was going to say. And, and it's the same thing. Go ahead. Was that, you know, there are rules and regulations. I obviously did not follow rules and regulations, so I got blocked for a week. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, that is just, it is what it is. It's mm-hmm. the same, like Darrell was saying, the Republicans made sure that they put in, like, in place laws that can let people discriminate against... They put against, the law in place. Yeah. They literally they, made yeah, the they law. They put the law in mad. place <laughs> most that laws allow are people to discriminate <laughs> against people. And Did so it's just... most laws are Republican or most laws are racist? Or is that the same thing? Same thing. Pretty much. But it just, you know, it just is, um, you know, it's a nice treat to see people are, like, mad about Trump being, quote-unquote, censored when it's, like, in reality, this is your fault. This is your doing. You gave, the, you gave Twitter the right to not give you service i have the right to refuse your service you're right at the end of the day um based on what you like to spout and spew so you know mm-hmm. i don't like the way i don't like what you have to say i'm gonna just i'm gonna mute you mm-hmm. and i mean that's their right and it's yeah you don't i've been saying this since the beginning of 2021 now play stupid games win stupid prizes you know? Yeah, well, <laughs> that's true. my that's my uh, mantra for the the new mm. year. Well, Brayden, as someone who pretty much has debated these conversations for a very long time, how do you feel about the censorship and the Republicans comparing it to saying that oh, it doesn't compare to the gay cake? That's different because it's based on religion. Darrell, thank you so much for asking. <laughs> this is my view. Social media is a form of media. Yes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> So, another form of media is television, yes? Mm -hmm. Yes. Mm -hmm. So, the FCC plays a major role in television as to what can be aired and Mm -hmm. what cannot be aired, yes? Mm -hmm. Yeah. I'm just really confused with the term media being included in social media. Why has it taken so long for the FCC to even consider regulating it? I totally agree with the freedom of speech and the amendment. Absolutely. This is why we had this podcast is because there is the amendment of freedom of speech. We're allowed to do so. However, when there are lies and hate and evil and works of the devil that are being portrayed to American citizens and our young children and not being regulated and given the platform as if it is equal to the other opinions 
opposite of the aisle is wild to me. I feel mm-hmm. like Mark Zuckerberg and Facebook primarily Jack Dorsey I and I Twitter. I was going to say that but then I I adhered on the other I, I don't know yet because right. at least they're holding him accountable. That's true. Mm-hmm. And then Facebook followed through. But I feel like they have should they should have been at his doorstep at any of the white supremacist doorsteps long ago, years ago. I feel like yes, the Republicans and Trump in in incited insurrection However, I feel like Facebook and Twitter and oh, yeah. all of the Especially other social Facebook. media oh, platforms are just as guilty yeah. as Ted Cruz, as yeah. Holly, as all of them. Mm-hmm. So, you know. You can test the I algorithms. Think they all they should push all out the, what be, they want. I think they the should platforms. all face um, jail time. Okay. I mean, that's no, a really I, good I'm, point. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think it's time But for... they better not eat non-organic food. That's what I was going to move to next is what's that what shit I'm really is, I'm baffled. What I, I'm really liking seeing right now is uh, people on the no fly list hashtag no oh, fly list. Oh my god! Seeing all these white supremacists get to the counter and they're like, "Ooh, we need you to step off to the side for a for a second. <laughs> they're so hurt. And then the police they're so show up. angry. They're just so mad and so and it's they, beautiful. It's a but beautiful. Thing. Oh, it's, it's music to my ears. Yeah, it's, it's I love the best. It. <laughs> the white tears are killing me because it's 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 about the fact that they want to be racist and I just want to read something about the first amendment because a lot of people love to throw that I think without really knowing it says that congress congress not private companies but congress shall make no law respecting an establishment of a religion or prohibiting the free speech therefore of or abridging the freedom of speech or of the press or the right of the people peacefully to assemble and to petition the government for a redress of grievances. Mm-hmm. Congress. Not a private company. And I think that what Braden was saying is very true. I think that in terms of Twitter and Facebook, we really do have to look at themselves because especially Facebook, they were very quick. They're part of the reason that we were stuck well, in the Well, they cost us the 2016 election. Yeah, absolutely him and Comey, them and Comey. I would say him and Comey and, and also oh, and Putin. Putin. Oh, did you see Comey spoke out and was like, "The Justice Department doesn't need to um, file charges against Trump after he's out of office. They just need to leave that alone." And like we, you know, we need to just leave him alone and move past That's not it. True. Well, they want to forget. And I was like, "Comey, sit fair. your bitch Sorry. ass down," because if it weren't for you, we wouldn't be in this position. Right. Uh-huh. I'm not forgetting the people that killed the five people in the Capitol riots. I'm not forgetting them. Just because Trump's out of office, they still need to be held accountable because they murdered someone in addition to all of the other bullshit laws that they broke. Well, I think this is what people are hoping that we do, and we spoke about this the other day, is people are actually hoping that we forget. Not going to forget. And not just forget the Capitol, but, and not only the four years with Trump, but also forget the friends and family members who voted for him and who supported him. And people are hoping that, can we just go, when people say, let's not talk about race or can racism not be a thing or let's not talk about any of that or let's not talk about politics especially. They're saying, let's ignore that yeah. and let's go back to what we were four years ago before he came into right. power when we were no, congregating there's, with people. There's, and going into hiding about your true feelings. They're saying, yeah, no. let's forget about George Floyd being murdered. No. They're no. Saying, yeah. let's forget about all the criminal injustice that has happened post-Obama. They are. They're no. saying, let's forget about all of the racism that has now been lit by fire with President Trump. The It's not just the four years. This white supremacy and 
anti-race has been with us since the Civil War. Yeah, it's brewing. just been ignited because Trump has yes. incited it. Mm-hmm. And now they have a platform. Yep. And he will now be the only president in our history to be impeached, possibly removed. Mm-hmm. Impeached twice and possibly removed. Yeah, I think that speaks volumes. Yeah. If the white people let this be in the history books 10 years, 20 years they down will. the road. Well, they will spin it. Then, I wonder how they're going to spin the history People books. are going to look on this and it's just going to be disgusted. And for all of those Trump supporters, actually, for all of the Trump voters, I won't even call you supporters because you may not be a supporter, but you voted for him. That is mm-hmm. still a... You're still guilty. You are still taking advantage of his demigod... Jury. I don't know if that's a word, but it sounds great. But <laughs> you were still allowing a platform for him to step to above and, and mm-hmm. say, you know, my way is the only way. So we have eight days. Well, I know that um, people are like, you know, this is exactly the same steps that ha- that led to the Holocaust. You know, he led a failed coup. Yep. Backed off 10 years later, yep. he came to power. So it's like, yep. we need to learn from this now and mm-hmm. implement things now. We won't learn from it. <laughs> that are going to prevent this from happening again. There's too much hatred. We but I know uh, Nancy Pelosi is dragging her fucking feet. No, she's not. Yeah. Well, so the House actually presented... So here's it's the thing. To vote. It's going to vote today. Yeah. Oh, look Wednesday. at this. A new CNN uh, just popped up that he's issuing pardons for himself. Potentially. Well, he's been saying that, I but know. but it's going to it's going to vote today in the House to impeach him, and Mitch McConnell has set out that he's in support of the impeachment and he will not pressure his constituents to oppose the impeachment. Mm-hmm. So he's saying he's basically saying vote with your conscience. The number three Republican, uh, Liz Cheney. Yeah, she says she's going to vote for impeachment. impeachment. Dick's wife. I really daughter. hope so, because then he'll lose all those benefits. He won't have the Secret Service. Well, that's with the 25th anyway. Amendment. And that's yeah. not happening. Because most of his cabinet... Unfortunately, if he gets impeached again, that really means nothing. Unless he's removed. So he still right. allowed his presidential pension, his Secret Service... Which will be paid his, for by tax His ability... Exactly. Mm-hmm. His ability to run again if he wants to. But you know what else is really sweet? Is that Pence was like, <clears throat> I'm going to go to the... He put it on his uh, on his Twitter, right? Like yeah, he picture. actually put uh, Kamala well, and Biden's photo. So Pence yeah. can get motherfucking fucked. No, absolutely. He's playing. Absolutely. He's playing the motherfucking fiddle and like uh-huh. and like teetering on this thin line of I'm going to the inauguration, yay pro Democrats, but I'm not invoking the 25th Amendment, yay pro Republicans. Mm-hmm. So he's trying to he's do trying this. to straddle the well, fence. Well, he listen. A lot of people say that he's coming in for the 2024 election, and here's also the thing, Mike Pence. I don't agree with anything that he says, but before, prior to this, he was at least taking serious as a politician. Before the Trump era, people were like, Mike Pence is a politician. Now Mike Pence is like, how the fuck am I going to work after this? We got Sarah Squinty I. Sanders, and she's, you know, scared. Everyone's really worried. Kaylee McEnany, I saw you saw her yesterday. She ain't Ooh, got no makeup piece. Not only, not only did Bessie DeVos d- resign, <laughs> but her whole quit. makeup staff resigned. Yeah. <laughs> Kaylee looks ah, bad. They said, powder. we may be behind the scenes, but we ain't taking care of this. this is how her bad does it have gloss. to be where it's only like, what, how many days left? Eight and you're days. Like, so, and you're like, I gotta go. So this is the thing. I can't it's, take it. it's getting down to the 
morality of the Republican Party. Are you going to side with Satan? Or are you going to try to give some sort of legitimacy to your cock-eyed views of Republicanism? Your quote-unquote legacy. I'm not really sure why you would pick either of them, but the latter choice seems to be more in line with the Christian values, which the whole Republican Party says that they're based off of. So, we shall see. Ish. I mean, people are, listen, people are doing really big fact-checking for those who actually really care. Um, It was just breaking that the AP has charged ex-Michigan Governor Snyder and others have been told they're being charged in the Flint water scandal. That has been going on for so long. I mean, we we went through all of 2020 in a pandemic. I can't even imagine what it was like for people in Flint (laughs) because they still have brown water. There's still Still. pictures on Facebook, on Twitter, on Facebook, on fucking Instagram of people running brown water and taking showers in brown water. Like, it's... That's something that's still happening. And people can say what they want about the Jaden Smiths and the Justin Biebers, but those people actually gave good water to Flint. Like, they Mm -hmm. went in and gave money and water. Like, they're doing more than the people that are supposed to protect them. So, I think Mm -hmm. that that's important as well. Yep. It's literally crazy that they're still in brown water. God, we could go on for hours and hours. And how the government is just out to kill us. Yeah. I just don't understand because I feel like since Jesus has been on this planet, it's called AD, if you didn't know, I just don't understand how we've always been fighting for equality and justice. Like, does it really take 2,020 years to get to this point because it's still shitty people are really thick it i don't understand it and they base it mostly on religion on their idea of christianity which is furthest from the truth so well, you have a different way of thinking because like at the at the grand scheme of it is is because you don't think like that right so also for you as well you are you are white mm-hmm. and i think that you don't under you're like why is it that it's so easy because i have friends that are people of color and when I, why is it so easy to accept people and now this thing well you think about other white americans who don't have the wherewithal and the sense that you have to know that something's off they're like well i'm white i don't see any issues why it couldn't be so easy well the answer is simply because you're white you've never had to fight for the right to just be seen as the mm-hmm. color of your skin you never had to be f- to, th- like that right alone is crazy because you and i can walk down the street together as you being white and gay and I being black and gay, and I'm going to be called a nigger way before you will a faggot, to be 100% honest. And I think that, unfortunately, mm-hmm. a lot of white Americans, I mean, we've seen it through our gay brothers and sisters who were in, like, the islands and shit and partying. And, you know, you look at the crowd, and obviously you see mixtures of people, different races, but you see kind of the same thing. Remember the, was it the boat early in the summer, and it was, like, a group of white boys standing outside all shirtless, and COVID was happening. I was like, what's what, what are you doing? Like, what's going on? And it's like, we as a gay community have to be better in that because we strive for equality for all, but then we only strive for equality within ourselves, really, because it's like, I don't see many white gays outside of Brain and a few others who are on the front line fighting for black gay rights. Like, black gay rights are very different than white gay rights. They're very different. And you would think that they would be the same because we're all gay and we have the same physical makeup, but it's a whole different process when I'm thinking of going out than someone else. It's 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 odd. It's it's a whole thing. It's a lot to unpack. That's a really good point, Jarrell. That's a really good point. Mm-hmm. I guess I just get frustrated when other white people who are gay, 
me who other people like me who aren't as fed up with this bullshit and who aren't speaking out about it not not saying that people aren't who are like me white and gay who aren't speaking out about it i just don't understand why it's taking 2021 years most people if it doesn't directly affect them they do not care that's Mm -hmm. what i was gonna say that is the bottom truth and a lot of people don't want to admit that but that is the truth if it does not affect me i don't care yeah. You know, and that's the unfortunately the mentality of most people in but general. In general, and we've all made that mistake. That is just how so- many men, how many of us as gay men, when they were promote uh, out there, like women were marching the women's march when they were out there in the beginning talking about like abortion and the rights to their bodies. We as even as gay men, I don't think we're as interested until we realize like oh shit, like you have to know somebody like it. We really have to get better as. Not just Americans, I think, as humans, yeah. really understanding the like, just because it doesn't directly affect me. We've been so used to, quote unquote, minding our business that we've gotten away from like the real morals of society. It's like, all right, just yeah. because yeah. that ain't got nothing to do with me don't need, mean I don't need to speak up. I spoke to a few of my mm-hmm. white friends in the summer about what was going on after George Floyd and Breonna Taylor. And I asked them, why didn't you reach out to me? Why didn't you call me? And their response was, Oh well, I didn't. I didn't know what to say, and I didn't. I didn't want to seem like I didn't say the right thing. And it's like, yeah. You have or to think I don't that know much. if you want to hear from me. You, or it's like, right. You never know if you, you don't try. You have to try that much to think about how to tell me what's wrong against racism and inequality. That's a problem. That's also I don't understand. Christianity is supposed to be the biggest religion of this world, and yet. Where is the biggest movement for equality? Where is the biggest movement for the things that Jesus taught? Where is the where is this big movement? Where is it? It's very muddled. People don't they it, I interpret feel like things just to benefit them for and the fit individual their to make themselves feel better. Saying, "Oh, I'm a Christian." <laughs> Are you? Well, then where is the actuality of you being that Christian? Well, that's why we have to actually, in a way, kind of give thanks to social media because it does shed light on a lot of these people and a lot of people have had to atone for their behavior. And, you know, Ashley and I have been going through a D.C. rabbit hole watching (laughs) all the D.C. CW shows and an actor, uh, Hartley Sawyer, was let go from The Flash um, for some slightly racist, slightly, you know, misogynistic things that he was saying online. Mm-hmm. Kind of rapey things. Kind of rapey things. It wasn't okay. Um, and he was just like, I was just in a dark place. And, you know, social media is the place, I tell you people, it's where people can catch you up. You can literally miss out on the biggest opportunity of your lives by something that you ignorantly tweeted, put as a thought, put as a fleet, whatever it is, years ago. People are catching those things and the internet never forgets. So I encourage everyone who wants to post a thought or a feeling, you definitely have the right to free speech, but always think about what you post for when you post it. But you're not free from consequences. You're not That's, free from consequences. Yes, that is the biggest thing. It's like, you can have free speech, but know that there are consequences for every action. Mm-hmm. So it's just like, I don't know why you feel like because you have free speech, you're excluded from that. Like, I can say whatever I want and that's it. No, people react to that. But you realize the crowd that's saying it. And while you're on the internet, just having your little free speech moment, don't forget to subscribe and check out Pride the Podcast. (laughs) That is on DNR Studios. It's also, you can subscribe on any... Circle back, circle back, bring it on home. You can subscribe on any any podcast platform where you listen to your podcast. We're going to take a quick break, and then we're going to come back in just a minute, and we're going to liven this shit up. We've been talking about depressing shit. We're going to talk about hot topics and get... And get I'm excited to 
I'm excited to talk hot topics with our next guest, Chef Michael Silverstein. Yeah, I want to get all his juicy tea, and I want to know and juicy steaks if he got one. I want to know about Master. While we're quarantining, quarantining, I'm ready to hear about all these recipes that can feed my mouth. My mouth is watering. Can't wait. We'll be right back with Chef. Hello and welcome back. We are so excited to bring to you Chef Michael Silverstein, star of season 10, Master Chef. Hello, Chef. Hello. Oh, hello, my friends. So good to see you. How are you? How is everything? Tell me. Oh, I'm good. I mean, the world's a crazy place right now, but I don't think we're even going to get into that. No, let's get into it. So, where have you been quarantined? Uh, quarantined at home here in Austin, Texas, and um, it kind of worked out. I mean, not that it worked out, but I, I spent most of the first part of 2020 writing my cookbook. Um, and so I've just been kind of like locked at home anyway, just working. So um, I don't know, weird year, but looking forward to everything that 2021 is bringing. Would you say you've been more productive during this quarantine, like printing out recipes, developing recipes, working on your cookbook, or have you, like me, just been completely depressed? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, a little of both, right? Like I had some downs, of course, but um, right. man, I, I had to stay busy because like it, the minute I'm not busy, I'm losing my, can I cuss? Yes, <laughs> I'm, I was losing. Okay, I was losing my fucking mind. Like if I'm bored, I'm done. So staying busy yeah. is like, everything for me so I mean I'm always busy but less distractions when the world is shut down and it made it easier for me to lock myself in and just cook and write and do you feel like everything like so we've been doing everything virtual and live like we haven't really or at least we've told not to have any human interaction have you found like most of your work like having to do virtual and everything like that how do you feel that that's impacted you in any way so there's been some good and some bad, right? Because, you know, I came to Austin a little over a year ago uh, with the plans of doing a lot more private chef stuff where I, you know, do exclusive parties and events. And obviously like that whole business, I'd done a bunch of events in the fall um, in 2019, right when I got here and then the world shut down. I basically just could, I mean, there's no events to cook for. People aren't having parties or anything. So that got destroyed. But at the same time, you know, I got approached with a book deal at the same time in the fall and so much of the other part of my business, which is, you know, being on social media and a blogger and sharing my recipes online, that's just soared. I mean, it was, the, it was, it was a, a, a huge year for me in that sense, both between the book and Instagram. Um, so I, you know, the world works in mysterious ways. And at, at, while one door was closing, one was really opening. That's yeah. great. I think that says a lot to mm -hmm. a lot of industries who've had to like pivot and be nimble to figure out. Yes. Better pivot is the word. Pivot is the word. It's the word of the year. So backing up a little bit, I know once you graduated college, you started your own real estate business. So I'm a little intrigued to figure out how you leapt from selling apartments and condos and penthouses to making like green eggs and ham. <laughs> um, so... <laughs> it's a long story. I mean, I've been working in and out of the restaurant industry since I'm 13. I've always loved cooking, loved food, and even through college, worked um, in restaurants and out of college too. I actually didn't stop doing that till when I was maybe 25. So that was like six years before MasterChef. Um, I, I mean, working in the restaurant industry is is hard. It's, yeah, <laughs> it's, yeah. It's 
hard, hard it's taxing. Um, and you really got to like, you got to have all the fire and the burnout is real. I burnt out. Um, I actually went to school for architecture and business. And that was like another passion of mine was designing um, houses. And I always wanted to renovate a house. So one day I'm like, I can't do this anymore. I can't be working until two, three in the morning. Like I'm just done right. and took a gamble and bought a house, renovated it, like kind of followed my HDTV dreams yes. and renovated a house. Um, and it sold. And all of a sudden I was like, man, like this is another passion of mine and, and spent about five years in real estate, but food was always there. Um, you know, I like to eat, I like to ah. cook and it right. was always kind of there. So, um, but I was still working in real estate when I got a phone call from MasterChef from a producer. Um, it was just an unknown LA number who was like, Hey, can you be in New York city in three days to cook for Gordon Ramsay's assistant? Uh, yeah. Yeah. Sure. Um, oh, yeah. Oh, let me just cancel some things. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> but um, I always tell them you have to check yeah. your schedule. Right. So yeah, you, know, you don't want to be that. too. Yeah. So yeah. Let's just check. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so, so yeah. So, so it's kind of just a, a crazy series of events that that led me um, to getting that phone call. But yeah, it was it was it was wild. So that obviously, you know, you don't say no, and going through the process of. Uh, of reality TV and then and then kind of reigniting my career as a chef. Um, it really, you know, I found a new passion, a new outlet that wasn't working in the restaurant industry, but was actually writing recipes and sharing them online with, with people and, and helping them cook at home. So it's a different kind of modality. It's a different way of being a chef instead of in a restaurant. Now I'm connecting with people online and through right. books. And yeah, recipes. and that's great because I feel like sometimes it's, you know, we can't afford to go to these really nice restaurants and stuff like that. So now it's nice to see chefs putting out their work mm -hmm. for all the masses to see. Mm -hmm. And like, oh, you can make, you too can make this at home. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I bet I yeah. could. Yeah. So that's nice. Well, that's yeah, yeah. my question. So like, has cooking always just been in your blood or, you know, were you inspired by mom or something, you know, what inspired you? Yeah, I mean, look, um, I got a Jewish mother. Everything was food. There you we know? go. <laughs> Everything was food aunts, grandmas, whatever it was, there was food. So, you know, in that sense, it was kind of inevitable, but um, yeah, my mom's a great cook and we still to this day call each other with like food ideas or like, she's like, oh, I just ate this thing. Like, she's so cute. She's been so excited about like this whole process and was like, kind of like uh, a big, I don't know, just like mental resource for me. Like I talked with her through a lot of the stresses of going through the cookbook process, which was a lot more stressful than it sounds. A book seems kind of chill, but it's it's a lot of work and you have tight deadlines. Um, but uh, yeah, my mom's amazing. And um, yeah, like even before I could legally work, I was like asking at 13, I was like ask, begging the manager at our local Italian restaurant to let me work at the restaurant. and. All he would do was like pay me cash to roll the silverware into the, like the napkins, like they did in old school Thai restaurants. And I would do that for like five hours at a time at 13 years old. Like I always wanted to be a chef. I always wanted to be in the restaurant um, or around food. So it was it was sort of inevitable in that sense. Oh, I love that. Yeah. I mean, it's so great how families can really uh, connect with food. Like one thing that I remember about my grandmother was her good cooking. And that's like a piece of something that yeah. I can take with me, you know, even though she's passed. Yeah. Like, I love that you, your yeah. mom inspired you. Yeah. And food really is love for me. And so, 
you know, that part of cooking for people in real life feels really good when I see somebody's reaction when they taste my food. But like mm -hmm. I said, now I found a new way to connect with people. And in 2020, 2021, moving forward, it, it ended up working out so beautifully in the sense that people need comfort food. People need to eat well right now. They're, mm -hmm. they're, it is a depressing time. And so being able to connect on a different level, when people send me pictures on Instagram or whatever, after they make a recipe from the book and they're like, it's like their little like eight-year-old with an empty plate. And they're like, she doesn't eat anything. And she loved that. And like the sweetest oh, messages man. that like, they do kind of hit me hard. Like I, it, it really means a lot to me. And it, it motivates me to keep doing this because I'm still connecting with people. I'm still cooking for people um, yeah. just, just in a different way. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I definitely want your miso glaze pork ribs. So if you ever <laughs> get a chance. My to, mouth started watering. Yeah. Come on over. Yes. <laughs> that yes, yes, yes. chicken. If you ever get a chance and you're in New York, I got something. I, I really want it. I, I would love oh, it. don't That's sleep on the sun-dried tomato chicken. That one is delicious. That's <laughs> delicious. I already got a plan. Like put some pasta on it. Out, yes, 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 um, yes, yes. Um, so just kind of talking to you, you were talking about inspiration and everything. Talk to us what inspired you to write your book, New Keto Cooking, like for our listeners out there. Sure. So twofold you know one it's always been a dream of mine to share my food and to write a cookbook but the other piece of this is that um a few years back about two years ago i um i really needed to make a change i was i was like way out of control with my weight and to a point like you know i don't like spreading the message that what you look like matters if you feel beautiful you are beautiful let me tell you right. but there is a health concern getting it at, you know, when I was getting in my thirties, I was getting worried and, um, you know, I didn't want diabetes or anything. And so I knew I had to make a change. So I, I gave this keto diet thing, which was like just kind of early and being hot a couple years back. Now it's like all the celebrities do it and stuff, but, um, right. you know, a couple years ago, it was pretty new. I gave it a try and it worked for me. And I, I just started cooking keto food and kind of finding passion around that. Um, my fiance was like, you got to post this shit on Instagram. Like, this is really good food. Like maybe this would help people. And so when I started sharing my kind of chefy inspired keto recipes on Instagram, it started really helping people. It started spreading and, um, and it became kind of something that, again, I was surprised to feel so passionate about was just helping people kind of get healthy and feel better but still eat good. Like I hate diet culture and I hate this like idea that to eat healthy, you just got to eat like a plain piece of chicken and like lettuce, like a rabbit. Like, no, you can eat real food and, yeah. and still feel good about it. Like you don't have to suffer to get the body you want. I truly believe that. Like I, I really believe that. And so getting the opportunity to write the book and bring food and bring recipes that, that kind of allowed me to say that to people in the book and say, you can make really good food. You can have this like creamy sun-dried tomato chicken and, and glazed sticky ribs and all this kind of stuff and oh, lose weight. God. That's what I'm talking about. Like, that's like, that's everything that I've set out to do. So that's what well, inspired me to, to, it. to write Our mouths are watering. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, we Shut got up. a copy of your book and I can't wait. Yeah i brought a little copy with me yeah. Yeah. <laughs> i'm, I'm red, matching red, red. i didn't do that on purpose but i am matching in the red <laughs> it's very crimson very cavernous 
Yes, um, yes, yes. For our listeners out there who aren't necessarily well-versed in the dietary vocabulary world, can you explain a little bit at a very high level, very basic, what the keto diet is? Yeah, I mean, the most simple explanation is you're basically cutting out sugar and carbs. So without getting too sciency, our bodies basically run on carbs and sugar as our fuel. So instead of that as my gasoline to run my engines, I'm switching over and, and you're fueling on fat. So you cut out sugar, you cut out bread and rice and you know so, stuff like that that's very carby and you eat a diet that's pretty much meat and vegetables. So you can still eat really good. You can mm -hmm. still have bacon and steak and, and all that, you know, mm. buffalo wings, all that kind of stuff, blue cheese dressing, like all the things that I still really enjoyed eating. Um, but you can't have bread. You can't have, yeah. you know, certain things like that. Um, but it's still delicious. And, um, and that's why it worked for me because you can lose a lot of weight or just feel better. Like there's a lot of people who do keto, not for weight loss. Like you mm -hmm. don't have to use it as a weight loss tool. But it did help me because I felt like it, it helped me have a smaller appetite because you're eating richer, fattier foods. Um, do you get full? So do you get full or do you get hangry? A hundred percent. No, I'm, no I eat good. No, you can eat. Yeah, yeah, I'm always full for sure. You can have a huge piece of steak. That's what's cool about it. Unlike, I don't know, like counting calories or like, um, well, I don't want to use a brand, but like WW. Um, mm -hmm. where you're restricted, <laughs> where they're like, you can only have this amount of food per day. Keto right. isn't quite like that. You have to restrict just one part of the diet, meaning the sugar um, and the carbs, but everything else, you can kind of go wild with it. <laughs> yeah, um, I can. You know, I mean, <laughs> to, a, to a point, but you can kind of go, you can go a little bit more loose about it and still eat good. Um, and so it worked for me and hopefully, you know, it's been working for a lot of other people for sure. Well, we're going to put it to the test. Cause I'm definitely going to get up in that. Cookbook. Uh, yeah. That, uh, that hashtag quarantine 15 is real. Uh, <laughs> it might've been quarantine 30. I don't know, but yeah. <laughs> I don't really get the COVID-19 because we gained 19. <laughs> That's right. uh, we all have our own weight problems. Me, especially. I, true. I gained 19 pounds. Well, wow. <laughs> because I haven't been vaccinated yet. No, wow. yeah, no, it's real. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, a question I have for you, you were kind of just speaking about it, but you have also spoke about it publicly about what do you feel are the benefits of a low carb lifestyle as are much more extensive than weight loss alone? Like, why do you feel like that's different? And you kind of spoke a little bit about it, but go into that a little bit more for us. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of people who feel like it's just a, a um, really great for um, higher energy levels, better cognition. There's a lot of medical research around it. It's been used for like 20, 30 years for epilepsy, especially with children. Um, there's people who you know are studying it in terms of fighting cancer, um, fighting diabetes because of that ability, you know, starting to get control over sugar levels and glucose levels in your blood. Um, but I'm not super well-versed. I'm not like trained or nutritionalist, but, um, you know, I think it, it definitely has many more benefits. And for me, I just feel like my whole mood, like when I'm eating right on keto, right. I'm like waking, like I woke up this morning, no lie. I wake up at two 30 in the morning. I did 500 rows on the, on the rowing machine. Like I'm like, I wake up pumped. It's wild. Oh, wow. And then like, if I cheat, if I have a cheat weekend or like it's a Christmas or a birthday or something, I'm like the next day, I'm like stuck on the couch. Like it's real. 
Couch um, uh, potato. Well, I went to bed at two thirty last night, so that's cool. <laughs> you're doing keto. Among other, well, you know, I was a hole. Right. So you're telling me that you're awake more than you're asleep. Like, if you wake up at two thirty, what time do you go to bed? Usually, like eight thirty nine. If I'm gonna, if I'm on that schedule, um, that's not always completely normal. But I still always get up early. No, like I'm lame. Like, <laughs> like <laughs> I go to bed early and wake up early. I'm a morning bird. That's like my peace is the morning. But that was before you knew us. And now that you know us, <laughs> you start no. hanging out with us. Do not let us influence you. We don't make you influence us. Yeah, we want to <laughs> Well, that's that's what I'm saying. Like, I didn't have I didn't do that before 2020. I would say like getting into that space now where I'm not going out and I'm not really partying has changed my rhythm a lot i'll be honest so i mean, I mean people we'll see I mean, how people that changes there, except for florida and and yeah and right <laughs> and atlanta and texas yeah texas and california <laughs> no atlanta's lit i've been seeing my friends <laughs> in fully packed clubs i'm like what yes. yo atlanta is wide open but you know what florida yeah, uh -huh. them too Mm -hmm. they, they're in trouble so kind of switching to that because I know we want to get back to some of that but how do you feel about this since we're on the subject but how do you feel about people going out and posting their rendezvous out with thousands of people like with everything that's going on do you find it to be insensitive or do you see some places where you understand the need for people to want to be around people but they shouldn't maybe post or mm -hmm. people are just going out because they need to eat <laughs> right uh I'll be honest I think it's almost worse than insensitive i think it's dangerous i'll, I'll be yeah. honest and and that doesn't mean that we should be living in fear and not connecting like i still see friends outdoors and do things like that but when i see a packed club or a bar i think that's dangerous i'm not yeah. gonna lie um yeah. my my fiance jacob is a nurse and um you know if everybody got to see what our nurses and stuff have gone through the last year i think people would maybe have a little different reaction. By the way, shout out to all, all the healthcare workers who've gone through yes, hell yes. last year. Um, but uh, yeah, that's why I just stay my ass home. I, I'll be honest, like I'll have friends, a couple friends sit in the backyard with me or you know whatever stuff like that, go to the park. But I've been taking it pretty seriously out of respect. Um, and, uh, and it's just how I feel. I, I mean, and I don't, you know, I think everybody can make those decisions. We can all do what we want with our bodies. and. And all that, but um, for me, when I see some of these pictures or Instagram stories, it, it does rub me the wrong way. Um, it, and I do think there's some irresponsibility when it comes to social media, like especially for people, and I hate this word, the, the, the I word, influencers, but when I do see influencers being reckless in front of tens or hundreds of thousands of people, mm -hmm. it does kind of rub me the wrong way. Yeah. I, I totally agree. I agree. Yeah, so I mean, for me, like, honestly, seeing all the people packed in Atlanta at nightclubs, like, there were like 300 people, I swear, the other day I showed everybody, and it was just like, I understand people want some semblance of real life, but honestly, this is just stubborn Americans at this point, not feeling, because yeah. everybody else I talk to, like, I work for a company that has, you know, we're global, and I speak to people in Australia and our New Zealand, they're all like, we, we stay home, like, they know, which is why now they can go out. And this is just us being stubborn because we're told we can't do something, in my opinion. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I mean, and, it, and it do, it's not that it doesn't make sense. Like, I want to have fun too. You know, I get it. It's just, right. we all got to gotta get through this. Like, looking back, we could have been done with this if people took it more seriously from the yeah. start, in my opinion. 
Well, Ashley and I had a friend over the other night Mm -hmm. who spoke about... She's a nurse. She's a nurse, and she was just like, please note that this second wave is people ages 30 to 50. Mm -hmm. It's not the 50 to you know 80 100 like right before and those people listen because they're like we're old we don't want to die right now we don't stay in the house <laughs> right people right now so mm-hmm. the problem and she's like i've seen a lot of younger people die in the past few weeks than anything so i mean i yeah. think everyone definitely needs to take caution mm-hmm. because the disease has yeah. mutated yeah. and evolved yeah. to yeah. attract Mm, a younger crowd yeah Yeah. but the mental health i mean i get it people are lonely like i you know i feel it too i I get it it's it was the loneliest year ever for most people you know i get it but we gotta keep pushing through this because we're we're near the end but we gotta keep pushing yeah well thank god we have comfort food to help us (laughs) you can can cook from home using my new cookbook So I Shameless plug. Naughty food question. <laughs> <laughs> What's your favorite dish to cook that's not keto? To cook, uh-huh. I love making or pasta eat. from scratch. To cook, I love making pasta from scratch. Whoa. To eat, to eat. Oh god, I mean pizza, dim sum, or just like a damn good fresh donut. Don't get me started. Oh. <laughs> what is this well, thinking about oh, the donuts, yes. are you more yes. of like a, a, like a Krispy Kreme kind of guy, or do you like to go to like the like mom and pop? I'm not picky. I'm not picky. <laughs> as long as it's soft, that cake bullshit. Don't bring it here. But as long as no. it's yeah. soft, it yeah. needs to be soft and hot. Yeah. Yes, 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 yes. It can have glaze. It can have sugar. I I don't really care, but not the cake. Yeah. No. <laughs> okay. All right. I, I feel that. that. I don't want no problem. <laughs> do you have a sweet tooth? Um, not usually, but mm-hmm. it's just such a treat for me these days that mm-hmm. like I've, I've really come to appreciate like a really like gooey. <laughs> we gotta stop talking about it. No, <laughs> I know. I was like, oh my god. Like, <laughs> listen, the, the donuts and the pig like, and the blanket, like uh-huh. the pig and the blanket, like in Texas, they have a lot of kolaches. Oh, those kolaches. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I'll fuck up a dozen. <laughs> I, I'll be honest. I haven't. E- I haven't eaten one yet. I you see should. them. Like they have them at the gas stations and stuff. I see them, but I've never had one yet. Oh, don't do those. Go to San Marcos. There's a place in San Marcos. I'll send you a DM and I can tell you the exact place to go to. You'll love okay. it. Okay. Uh, no. Um, you get 12 of them and then also get uh, six donuts only. And so you're saying don't start with one, start with 12. <laughs> yeah, no, that's right. While to... you're in San Marcos, you can stop by the Eskimo hut because they give you daiquiris to go. How? Oh, okay, okay, okay. I have a friend in San Marcos, so that's a, that's a good reason. Yeah, we know San Marcos cool. really, really well. Yeah, yeah. Y'all are... yeah. we just gave that's you the right <laughs> There was, I don't think it was Sam, I think it was New Braunfels or something. There was like a pickle store that was really. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I've been to New Braunfels. Yeah. I'm from San Antonio, so close to all those. New Braunfels, Austin, San Marcos. Yeah, yeah. There's a lot of good food around here. Yeah, stay out of New Braunfels. I dated a guy from there. He was terrible, so don't do that. (laughs) Luckily, he's engaged. Yeah. Yeah, luckily you're engaged, but don't go there because I'm sure he'll like Oh, I thought you meant I thought you meant your ex was engaged. Yes, that too. I'm I'm also engaged. Yeah. (laughs) I mean I'm sure he is at this point. I'm lucky bastard, but whatever. I'm not sure. We have one final so question funny. for you before we oh, let you go. Oh, okay. <laughs> go ahead, sis. Oh, okay. So I 
don't know if you know the answer to this, but I've always wondered because me and Adam are always watching MasterChef. Words. So yeah. I want to know if you know what do they do with all of the extra food that they have? Do they give it to like <laughs> oh, the production God. team? Like, because I want to be that guy, that girl, that, that, <laughs> that PA, whatever. Uh, I want to be. It's it's um it's hard. There, so a lot of the food is taken home by the staff for sure. Okay. Sometimes there's just too much. Um, and there are these crazy rules. So there's like, you know, um, health inspectors and stuff that are involved in this. So they try to donate. So any ingredients, as, as far as I understand, the ingredients that are fresh and unused that haven't been, like the package hasn't been opened, they donate those to food shelters as much as possible. But once, oh, I might've hit the mic. Once something, somebody opens something, um, unfortunately the, the, the law requires that they can't donate those. So right. th some staff will take it, but I'll be honest, I'm sure a lot still ends up in the trash. Yeah, wow. I figured. Yeah. yeah, they got the wrong yeah. PAs working that because let me tell you, <laughs> I, from experience, have taken food from set. I was like, I got like three types of uh, fajitas, <laughs> all the fixings. I was like, I'm taking a yeah. cabbage, get into the house. Yeah, in the age, I, of I sort of felt like that's exactly sanitary. Right. Sure. No. Sure. Yeah. yeah. And a lot of like a lot of times people will mess up and they'll be like raw meat or whatever. Like the, most of the staff would still eat the catering because some of the competitions just like got so wild that like people ran out of time and stuff. So there, there are just like sadly a lot of food that just can't get eaten. Um, yeah. But but like when people bake things like they always bring all that stuff home for the kid, you know, the, the staff and the kids. And all that. <laughs> I'm glad that's going to a good home. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Every time we exactly. watch, I'm like, where is all this food going? And can yeah. I be that person? I'll be honest home. with you. I've done I've done, you know, obviously I've been doing these things. People ask me all kinds of questions about the show. Nobody has asked me that question before. So um, congratulations. Yay! <laughs> well, I have a podcast. Hi, Mary. Hi, Mary. Yes, yes, yes. We yes. are changing the industry. We do love yeah. food. Yeah, we do love food. We have a lot of questions about food. A lot of questions about food. So staying on MasterChef, so you've obviously gotten to meet Gordon Ramsay. So right now I'm, I'm re-watching, um, what is it? Kitchen, Kitchen Nightmares. Nightmares. And I'm just yeah. laughing. I love watching Gordon yell at people. I love watching him cuss people out. It's so funny. <laughs> <laughs> it's the best. It, unless so it's, it's you, unless it's you getting it, but that's, a, yeah. <laughs> right. right, right. I was gonna say, so like, um, is he like that, like in just every day? Like, is he cussing <laughs> out, right? Or is it it's just a, something more for the show? Yes, it's a two-part answer. So he's not putting on an act. It's not fake. Like sometimes people will assume it's just like a uh, like a TV persona. He yeah. is a, a tough ass in the kitchen. So yeah. when we're cooking, even if the cameras aren't rolling, he's exactly the same. Like he's he holds us to a very high standard. He takes no shit in the kitchen, but as soon as you it's not involved with cooking he is the nicest warmest most loving guy he knows every staff member's name he still messages me we just, he remembers everybody he cares like that man is uh -huh. as sweet as could be until the kitchen starts and right it's like, and right you know and it's pure fear from like it was it was terrifying um and you're also yeah. like under all this pressure because like all these cameramen and like just the lights and the set and the pressure of like knowing that one mistake could like send me home and my life is ruined because I blew my <laughs> shot like it's it's a it's a crazy environment um and sort of have him yelling in addition to all that like 
that's that's why you see people mess up like most people on MasterChef on all the shows he does are really amazing chefs like they beat out hundreds or dark, like thousands and thousands of people to be there but sometimes it just doesn't pan out um when you're when you're filming because it's just the environment is insane like yeah like it's like yeah. it's, it's it's hard to even put words to it the pressure it's like being on the cooking line, but like you ain't really cooking for people. So you're just like, wait, what's going on? What am I doing? Yeah, if I talk, I'm going home. So you stress. Yeah, it's insane. Yeah, because it's, yeah, you're competing and there's all this stuff happening and you have to also talk to the cameras. There's like a camera on you at all times and you're talking to it. There's so much that gets edited, of course, you know? So, right. um, you know, you don't necessarily see all the talking that we do do because you don't know how they're going to put it together, but you're doing a lot at the same time um, and trying to still look relatively uh, put together because you don't want to make a fool of yourself in front of everybody you ever known. So, right. <laughs> yeah, it's, I saw it's... Tang and they're like, "Tell me about your childhood growing up." <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, exactly. Okay, well, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, terrifying. Well, before we let you go, um, you know, we had um, the episode prior to this. We talked about our New Year's resolutions and everything that we want to do in the New Year. So. What is your New Year's resolution, if you even do those? And what would you say to our listeners to quell their minds as we're going into a new presidency, a whole new world, hopefully, with the vaccines out? Ooh, two good questions. Um, okay, so first thing first, my New Year's resolution, I really need to continue working on my own kind of mindset, my own positivity, and like without getting too you know, whatever, but like, I've always battled with insecurity and feeling like I'm not enough. And I got so, you know, so vulnerable around being, especially now kind of in the public eye. Um, and it's scary and it's hard on me. And like, some days I just wake up and I'm like, I don't, I don't know what I'm doing. You know, I, it just, so my point is this year, I'm really trying to work on being kinder to myself and kind of finding some confidence um, or more confidence. I'm always working on this. So finding that inner confidence to just feel like, like I can really keep pushing to the next level is, um, is my new year's resolution. Um, what was the second question? It was about the world exactly. politics. Yeah, absolutely. And what do you, what would you say to our listeners who, you know, we're going through a new presidency, a whole new life with the vaccine. What would you say to them to calm them down and make them feel because you seem very calm and centered of the human being so i think that they can take some kind of um lead from basically them. what foods work stay calm this year by cooking from this cookbook no i'm just kidding um i think that kind of similar to the first point that i was making which is that i think that so much of it is 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 kind of up here a little bit that we just have to remind ourselves that like, we're okay, we can get through this, we can do this and kind of like, forget about the noise. I think, you know, we do have to be super tuned in and I'm very clear about like my stances, my politics, what's okay and what's not okay, you know, in what I do and talk about on my platforms. But when you're sitting there by yourself in your house, you got to feel good about you and know who you are, feel good about who you are and kind of take a minute every day to cut out the noise, turn off the screens um, and just kind of take a minute to yourself. And, and, and in the same way as my New Year's resolution, just remind yourself that like, you're good enough, you're good. You're, you've got things under control. Um, and, and I think it's just really important to kind of take that moment to yourself sometimes. 
Yeah. That's, That's awesome. That's brilliant. Yeah. Great advice. Yeah. <laughs> well, Chef, thank you so much for taking thank the you. time to chat with us. All thank things you. food, all things politics, all things hot topics. We really appreciate it. Um, tell our listeners yes. where they can purchase uh, new keto cooking. Yeah, new keto cooking is, I mean, anywhere books are sold, Amazon, Target, Walmart.com, um, all that kind of jazz. Barnes and Noble books, a million. Um, support local. If you go to IndieBooks.com, you can find out local bookstores um, that where, you know, where they'll have my book in stock or often they can order it in stock. So if you're willing to wait, please support local right now as much as possible. Please support black and queer owned businesses as much as possible. Um, so yes, you know, go to IndieBooks.com and, um, and, and try to use that as much as possible. But um, of course you can find out more information on my Instagram at Chef Michael Keto. Uh, that's where my daily antics are, as well as a bunch more free um, recipes and just like all kinds of stuff on my Instagram. That's where I live. That's where I make connections. Send me a message. I try to respond to every DM I get. Um, I am a human being and I like to connect with other human beings. So um, yeah, find me on Instagram and my website is chefmichael.com. Yeah. You want to plug your new uh, TikTok that you just got? <laughs> yeah, plug your TikTok. Chef Michael. I'm on TikTok, Chef Michael as well, but I don't really use it too much. <laughs> <laughs> that's okay the the fcc will be coming and regulating all that I shit think anyway. i think yeah i don't know i think i'm too old for tiktok i, I, I feel the same way i know but listen yeah. you gotta get on the tiktoks with the youngsters you know? yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, I done told them a hundred and two times. If we do not get our old asses on TikTok and make this money, <laughs> you, got, right. you got too many young kids out here that Making are millionaires right now. I know, I know, I know TikTok some of them. Stupid video. Stupid video. Stupid video. Mm -hmm. I know. I some know. are very funny though. We're gonna put yeah. this on TikTok. <laughs> I love you guys. This, you're awesome. This was really fun. <laughs> Thank, Thank you, so you Chef Michael. Thank you, Chef Michael. So it was a pleasure. Be safe. Bye, and guys. Wash your hands before you cook. <laughs> <laughs> Bye. Oh, Bye. 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 <laughs> Chef Michael is so cute. Oh, my God. Adam is blushing. Oh. He is in love. I cannot. Like, cause he's just like if if the per like the perfect man for me, like <laughs> looks wise. But uh -huh. then he's also a chef, uh -huh. so it's like, but you could knock these boots and then go and make me something to eat after. <laughs> like, knock oh, my boots, Adam. He is fianced. A fianced. You're just playing him a compliment. You know, yeah. That's all. You're not trying to like do nothing. I, I ain't trying to break up no happy home unless they want a third. I'll be their sous chef. <laughs> Oh my god! I can whoop your ass. I can whoop your black I'm ass. So I'm, I, I, we need to go to break. <laughs> Adam is nasty. We need to go to break. Um, no, so welcome he, back. He was amazing. Yeah, welcome back, guys. Yeah. Chef Michael, so smart, so funny, so cute. Yes, and we're Chef, definitely gonna check out his recipes. Oh Chef yeah, no, Michael Rios. Ooh, doesn't that just have a ring to it? It doesn't. It don't. No. It should be. What about Mrs. Adam Andrew Rios Silverstein? That's a mouthful. That's a mouthful. It's like R's. R's. It sounds wrong. I don't like it. I can't be doing it. Whatever. Well, anyway, I was happy to hear about um, how like Gordon Ramsay is the same, you know, when the cameras are rolling and we're not rolling. Because you know who's not? Mm -hmm. RuPaul. 
And I know y'all are watching season 13 of Drag Race right okay. now. Okay. Season 13, is that the number? We are that at 13. That's unlucky very unlucky. Number. Well, look at the year in. God. Uh, it's a good season. I'm into it. I'm into it this far. I mean, uh, uh, I get the whole, like, suspense with, like, we haven't eliminated anybody yet. And we're going to have a whole other episode. Probably another person isn't going to get eliminated. You're so waiting for the show to start. I, I feel yeah, like, this is like I the pre-show. I feel like that's because they're adhering to the COVID guidelines where they can't have... Like, but they were, they were all quarantined together. Before they started filming? Well, yeah, because yeah. what happens is they get mm-hmm. they get the call, they all come out, and so they then they quarantine for like two weeks two before weeks. they start filming. Mm-hmm. And then we start filming. So this is just bullshit. So, I mean, they might have... I don't know. No. They might have been separated in their quarantining. Maybe. That is they, true. They might have put know. them in. I mean, listen, I think that this is twofold. It's the production trying to somehow show that there's COVID and they know what they're doing in that aspect. And then there's also the bullshit well, production Charles, side. Production of yeah, like our, trying to keep suspense, keep it lively, keep it keep you on your toes. New so, and you, fresh, so it's not as predictable. I get all that, but mm-hmm. part of me is just like Hello, can we can we get going? No, I get that, but I am enjoying and Charles brought this up the other day and I hadn't thought about this. The, what if they split them up because they want everyone to lip sync? Because you know how some queens go the whole season and win without ever having to lip sync? We don't know. Yeah. Can this bitch even buck? We don't know. Right. So I'm glad that we're getting to see these queens lip sync I just, if right that, off the bat. If that were the issue, I don't think it would have taken 13 seasons to have that be the topic of discussion. Well, I feel like they figured that (laughs) out. What was the first season where they had like the lip sync off? Was it season nine? Lip sync off. Well, I mean, everybody's been lip syncing. Like for the crown, like you have to lip sync for the crown. Oh, the last time they did that was... The first time they did it was season nine. Yeah. Well, that, like when they went, yeah, yeah, that. I mean, they've been doing that since season two. Right, but I guess like the live, like where they really want to be like, can you lip sync though? Mm, (laughs) Can she yell? Right, right, right. Yeah, I guess it would be you would say season nine mm -hmm. because we all, everyone at the in the finale was gonna lip sync. Right. So, irregardless, I really enjoy watching these queens perform because, like, yeah, sometimes we don't get to see any of their talent. I mean, at least lip sync wise, towards Mm -hmm. the end. Um, so I'm excited we got to see that. Mm-hmm. I'm excited for this new group of queens that are coming up this uh, Friday. Because mm-hmm. we ain't got to see them in like three weeks. Megan right. McCain and I, Joy Behar, we'll just wait for y'all to finish this discussion. Y'all are Do y'all not have any like? I haven't had an opinion on, on Drag Race since season three. Great. So you no, I actually, I actually really like Drag Race. Nobody rang your we, buzzer. We, we are actually <laughs> playing this game um, with... A few friends of ours, Adam and I. I think it's good. I I really do like the... the, Listen, Gottmik, I really like. I spoke about this before on our previous episode. I do still like Joey J. Um, I... I think the queens are interesting, and I think it'll be interesting to see when the show, like Ashley said, when the show finally gets to the point where it feels familiar to us right now, we're uncomfortable by it because we don't understand it, and we... And so far, they're not even answering anything in any episode. All they did last week was move over 
uh, Elliot to the other team. Spoiler alert if you haven't seen. But and I, I mean, you honestly, okay, about spoiler alerts. If you don't watch it at least three to four hours, hours. I give 24 hours. Yeah. It's just like, listen, you got to, or if somebody, if you tell somebody, hey, I won't be able to see it for two, three days because of X, Y, Z, then they know not to message you about it. But like, come on. Like, I forgot to watch last episode. That's how bad it is. Whatever. You didn't watch it? No, we watched, I made him watch it. I did watch, but I forgot to watch it. It wasn't on my schedule of events. Mm. Well, I think the drag race has definitely changed for you because you. I just don't see talent anymore. Uh, I wouldn't say all that. The talent has changed. The what? what it's just RuPaul, the leftovers that are I now. I wouldn't on. say that. I just feel like what RuPaul is looking for is more. I hate to like put us down, but a little more modern take on what people on success and what people look for. Like people look for the TikTokers, the influencers. Like that's I don't think what RuPaul sells. is looking at any of this. Uh, no, RuPaul is about the money, baby. So let like, Megan sit in her feelings. Over she here. may uh, not show up to everything, but she is there for all the decisions that make her money. And so right. the but money makers like are it. the the people that don't know how to sew, but they look really pretty on Instagram. Sure, sure, like sure. that's who. But I feel like we all of the contestants know. are put forth after they've gone through all the rounds of interviews mm-hmm. and blah blah with production. They're put forth to RuPaul, and she is like. Yes, no, yes, no, right. Mm-hmm, like, mm-hmm, I don't mm-hmm. think that she's, like, on the ground as she was Absolutely. in the first few seasons. She wasn't doing that either. But that's the show. That show was on She wasn't doing that either. She wasn't doing that either because I know is not even fact, shown to the last, like, few selections. Like, she, she wasn't right, in right, on any of the casting. I don't, I think it's, I think this is all just manufactured. But that's also part of just, like, production. But that's not about any reality TV show. Yeah, that's just production in general. Like, which is why the first few seasons of any reality TV show is the best. But we've also aged all... out of it. We yeah. are in 2020. Like Ashley was saying, we are in an era of TikToks, what we talked about um, with Mike, uh, Chef Mike in the last episode. We are in an era of TikToks. We are in an era of you know what makes what, you famous what and girls are on tiktok all of them <laughs> but not even just that but I regardless think, but you i know do what? think no but i do think that brain is point. Com- brain's point is very valid in, in yeah, a sense no, because I, know, I, do, I haven't seen any of their tiktoks well I, I have i've went to them but because i've invested in the season because i'm playing a game in it but what i'm saying is is that the girls are we are still looking for a particular i think you and i I'm trying to get past it. I think maybe you're still there. We look for a particular brand of drag. Like, the next... The, well, hold on. The next RuPaul's Drag Race queen might be a bearded girl. She might be a bigger girl. That's she great. might That's be... That's great. Yeah, but, like, she might be... Well, bearded, like... You, like when I first started looking into the drag... Not, the, the non... Um, it's not always... Original, like, formula for a drag right. queen. Like, we have... Uh, a trans man on the season now. I don't think that would have happened season one through no, it six. No, through 12. Well, yeah, through, through, one through 12. 12. I mean, and it's just like RuPaul wasn't even trying to have that conversation. But I feel like that is RuPaul's Drag Race trying to be relevant rather than being talent Progressive. Filled. You don't think no. uh, Gottmik has any talent? At all? The trans man. If I were to Your rate... silence stuns me. Well, well, my silence is my honesty. That's fine. I think you 
Brayden in particular, you like a particular drag queen, which is which is I fine. just like he likes talent. I like talent. So what no, was no, really no, 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 no. This is but important. This is what he said. No, but this is important to discuss. Go no, ahead. no, I'm saying you do like talent, but you but you also have to admit that your taste and talent is very particular. Like there are some things that so. other people would consider talent that you're just like I'm just not feeling that, so I consider. I it. mean, you're I not I expect a drag queen to have a personality mm-hmm. ha- to be an actress. Mm-hmm. to be able to sew mm-hmm. to be able to command a room I don't I feel like that's very but I feel like Jada Essence like Hall was all of that but you didn't really like Jada I didn't think Jada Essence Hall was all of that I mean that's just an opinion See, talent but... he doesn't think anyone has talent Right. That's it. But you want your drag queen to have all, like, a lot of I mean, these queens don't. Uh, no, so. I feel you on that. But, I mean, that's just, like, not the standard for most people. Right. I mean, that's why anymore. this show should have stopped 10 years ago. But can I ask a question, though? Because this has been no. something that's been brought up online as well. That queens who, que- the past, what, three, four seasons, there's been a lot of queens, like, winning the show who are of color. So, mm-hmm. do you also feel like that has, not necessarily for you, but a lot of the white boys that I hear with similar arguments to you, but different in some ways, they're saying things like, oh, well, we don't like any of the queens this past because they're not talented. It's like, well, if you think about it, the last four of what, five queens have been of color. So it's just like, does that have anything to do with it as well? Because For me, no, no. No, but do you think that, can you see why it's hard to hear some of those arguments? Because some of the people spewing them, like these 16, 17-year-old white boys, they're just saying it because they're uneducated completely. Like, do you see that argument as well? I don't. Okay. I don't. I feel like that's an easy cop-out. Yeah, I mean, yeah, but I can't say. I, mean, I just for, don't think, even with Trinity of the Tuck, who I am a fan of. Yeah. I don't. Trinity is ignorant. Well, she came well, out and showed her ass in the past couple of weeks, she, for she sure. Did. For sure. And I'm no longer a fan of her. Mm-hmm. Let that be clear. Mm-hmm. But before what had happened, I was a fan of hers. But even her season, I didn't think there was any talent on it. I can't even remember who won that season. Who was it? Sasha Valor, girl. You she she was white, right? And I can't even remember. So. But do you think though, <sighs> Sasha? Not Sasha. Sorry. Do you think though that like Trinity, like Trinity and Monet won, and a lot of those younger kids who now watch Drag Race, they were like, "Oh, RuPaul just let two people win, so she could like let a black girl win, and it should have been Trinity season." Like, do you think it should have been Trinity season, Monet? Like, I'm just trying to get to the bottom of there's people with you with legitimate concerns. About well, no my my whole opposition had nothing to do with race. So the fact that you would bring that up is interesting. Um, and well, I'll answer questions. Well, no, because I want to know, like, your thoughts on that, being a white man. Like, you, I mean, you have thoughts on it. You're not like that, but those are thoughts that people have been using as well. So when you have legitimate thoughts about drag race, mm-hmm. which are constructive criticism and how you feel, the people who... Some people use that as well, and they say, like, oh, this is how I feel, but, like, they're hiding behind something else. Like, what do you say to those people who might be listening to this podcast? Like, ways that they can get better. And actually... Don't hide behind how you feel. (laughs) That's it. (laughs) So at the end of the day, like I said, Brayden just looks for talent. Right. None of these queens have talent to him. Moving on. What I'm most bugged about <laughs> is that... I mean, the, that's not a lie. But what I'm most bugged about is the, the way that... The, like, the way the season's already going. Because it's already fucked up our whole fantasy league. Why? Because now... Well, it hasn't, but it has in terms of, like, points. We don't know how the point system is going to work. 
who do we get, you know, who gets points, who doesn't, X, Y, and Z. So I, yeah, like Dorada said earlier, I'm ready to get to the season where we're all together. It's the winner of the mini challenge. There's a winner of the main challenge. There's a winner of the lip sync. And we used to get, you know, the standard formula, whatever. Mm-hmm. So I'm ready for that. But I have been excited, you know. Um, well, going off drag queen, Sex in the City is coming back. <laughs> Why are you going to jump? Because <laughs> they're drag queens. Yeah, they are. <laughs> I mean, the biggest glaring thing, how does everyone feel without the... Uh, Lovable and I think most popular of the franchise, Kim Cattrall, not coming. Much back. like Drag Race, I think there's no talent left. Uh, <laughs> stop it! I think I'm mad. that it's not. Ne- Listen, I love Sex and the City. Number one, all of us do, and it, it, it they had a really great run. I don't think it's necessarily for necessary for them to come back. However. As long as it's good, I'm fine with Kim Cattrall not coming back. I mean, it's unfortunate. I don't really understand why these women can't just work out their issues unless somebody slept with somebody's other man or killed somebody. Like, it's just not that big a deal. I mean, that's happened in our cast, and we're still working together. We didn't kill anyone. What? I meant the other part. You Who's did sleep with you slept with my slept with my man, man and then Brandon oh slept with my man. man. Brandon back That ain't what happened. And I saw him on Christmas Eve and we have Y'all slept together? No. You did? No. We Y'all bring me up? No. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways. What are you saying? No, like Sex and City is great, but it's just like I don't understand why they can't work it out. But okay, fine. You want to come back without Kim Cattrall? I think if they have a really good writer, it could really work. I mean, Kim Cattrall, her whole storyline is about her having sex. Nobody wants to look at her old ass having sex. I'm okay, like, let's, I'm so let, sorry. Me, let me, I'm not going to play. I'm sorry, I'm, not, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm not going to play Kim Cattrall, because no, the no, bitch no, no, no. still do Okay, it. wait, yeah, no, let me finish. Let it's me. the way that they, that her character has gone, it's just like, at the end of the day, like, we're over it. Like, she's not, like... I, I, I so agree. I completely disagree. No, I completely disagree. No, I agree. And I'm not saying old people can't get it in. Please don't let me like I'm not push ageist. that. No, 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 no. If I'm you unwrinkle just... Sarah Jessica Parker, you'll see her old ass too. Okay. Who wouldn't show no nudity and make Kim do all the nudity, which is why Kim was pissed in the first place. But go right ahead. Go ahead, Dura. Go ahead, Dura. Go ahead, Dura. I know. I mean, I should, that that's just so my right. opinion. That is so right. Well, Cynthia Nixon has to get her teeth whitened before she get on that trying to have a sex scene. Well, she but, also can't run for governor of the state of New York again because I'm not about to vote for her naked ass to be governor. And I voted for her <laughs> the first time. Yeah, but what were you going to say? Well, yeah, Adam, Adam, you agreed with me. So yeah. I did, yeah. It's like, who the fuck can that she's not coming back. Like, let's just write her off. She clearly doesn't want to do it. But see, yeah. but see, you know what? I Why doesn't care. she want to do it? Why doesn't she want to do it? She hates Sarah Jessica Parker. That, that's not her decision. It's her decision. It has nothing to do with Let, me. No, let's right. keep let's so... keep this. Let's keep this. Thank God this is audio because this is gonna stay. Because guess what? When everyone who Oh, you know what? We gonna come back and do it. Who didn't like the second movie that was also written by Michael? E. Like he 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 did all of that. I mean, yeah. So it's just like Listen. so you really went from the second movie and you said, oh, I'm gonna come back with something else, and I'm not even gonna call it Sex in the City because Kim Cattrall know about her coins because she know where where the money resides, and Kim <laughs> Cattrall said, I'm not gonna worry about that. Yeah. 
It's, it's not called Sex in the City, is it? It's not. It's no, called, it's not going to be. And, what, and that is some motherfucking bullshit. I I'm think it's watching. called, and that so is what it is. What it is. Something like that. And well, this is where we are. Week, because it's not Sex in the City, then. If, that's right. If this that's bitch right. is coming back. That's, that's right. That's what we were saying. So then it's a completely different show, and I think that fans of the show have to go into it saying they might not be having sex. It might be. I told Ashley that night. It's not even about having sex. All of the characters have sex. Well, it's about Samantha was the heart of the show. She was. I like more than I did fucking what's her name Carrie I liked her Absolute better than Carrie she was the liveliness Carrie chose she a was... punk ass bitch cause she showed money and then ended up she kissing she followed Aiden. a guy for 10 years what kind of loser does that a lot of women losers no hey listen no you gotta grow some and get over it Samantha was able that's to... a whole different discussion well we can we can <laughs> We got a low battery here. We got we got <laughs> low battery, but a little bit of time. Come on, child. Anyway, oh I'm just I'm just I'm just I'm just gonna miss I'm just gonna miss Samantha. I'm gonna miss Samantha too. Yeah. But like, listen, at the end of the day, everybody's trying to get their coin. Like, let's be honest. And, and Sarah she's Jessica not. and so all them. Exactly. She's not trying to get this coin, and we're like, bitch. Well, I'm trying to get mine. So like, we're gonna just move on. With well, Vanessa, oh, well, hold on. Cynthia wouldn't be getting her coin if she would have won the governorship. And hold on, that's true. And she would have, but she didn't. That's so the, here we are. That's not the issue. It's because everyone's coin is going to be different. And Samantha's been sure. fighting since 2000 to have the same coin as Just Sarah like Jessica Parker. Just like every girl on Drag Race. They all got to find different ways to get their bag. Okay. And I'm okay, so, but you're going to agree with Trinidad the Tuck and all the okay. Wait, what? Well, no. no, because that's the same line she used. Way. Every girl has to find a way to get her bag. And let me tell you something. Vanessa Williams is waiting in the but way. Not, okay, but, but not, not when it comes. Hold on. Not like, the expense of people's health and I wasn't trying to. But you have to be that. careful about the wording because that's yeah. what okay, okay, fine. Yeah, all right. And I, I, every queen has to get their back unless it affects the <laughs> sanity and like not just the sanity, health the health of the health of America. Okay, and just make sure you say that because Trinity yeah, has you. went sure on. Trinity yeah. has went online. And that has been her argument. Okay, and great. So We're talking about Samantha about. right now. Let's get back and to it. Samantha has been fighting for equal pay and equal rights since the year 2000, and she has not got it yet. And so with Sex and the City 3, that is now called All Hail Sarah Jessica Parker, whatever the name it is, she is still not getting... <laughs> and if I go, what is she, it called? And if the story goes... And if Sarah Jessica Parker allows me to go, she's Sarah- still not getting the pay that she deserves. So I say, <laughs> fuck the man, fuck the Academy of Motion Pictures and Science, and fuck HBO. Wait, no, no. Wait, no, wait, no, wait, no, wait, wait. Wait, 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 w
a stimulus check. <laughs> right. Just to make sure we're all on the same page. Right. And so I still ain't got one. Right. And I'm just like, you know what? Maybe it'll happen. I don't know. But I had I had to show our friend Corey some tea about like hey, you got to look here and if it, if it, if it says this then you ain't gonna get it this and if it's a wrong account you got it's gonna have to go through TurboTax or H and R. Just another way of Republicans blocking the it's some bullshit and the, the, the fact the, the fucked up thing and Darrell had mentioned this a lot earlier is that I got that news from Twitter. Wow, ain't that a bitch? Yeah, now I mean blocked. Twitter is like a major news outlet. <laughs> yeah, so if you're on Twitter, be sure to follow us at Pride the, the Series, series the on, series. Twitter. on Twitter. Before you get blocked, just be sure to follow <laughs> us. What to do? What to do, baby? Because um, we have, we have, we're updating you on breaking news every second as we get it. So we are the the first source for news. You'll be the first one to know at Pride the Series. Follow us on Twitter. And make sure to check out our new YouTube channel where you can catch all the interviews from 2020. Um, and on Instagram and Twitter, yeah, at Pride of the Series. Where can they and find maybe the where, TikToks? And, I, I know TikToks. we need to start getting on TikTok. We get I'm not getting on TikTok. We're so old. We need to get on it. We gonna be right, Where can people find you? You can find me not on TikTok, but on the old-fashioned Instagram <laughs> at Mr. Braden Bradley. Mm-hmm. And you can find me at Box Wine Poppy with a zero on Instagram and Twitter. But right now, I'm blocked on Twitter. You are blocked on Twitter. Twitter. You can find me at Ashley Aaron M on Instagram and the Twitters and Facebook. You can find me on Instagram at I am Darrell Anthony and on Facebook at Darrell Anthony and Twitter as well, where I am not blocked but still cussing out people every day. Well, I definitely am blocked. So you are blocked. Anyway, guys, thank you for joining us for a new episode of Pride the Podcast. (laughs) We will be with you next week with a new episode. And so stay safe, stay vigilant, wash your hands, wash your ass. Good night. Good night. Bye.